looking at this tonight at 8.30 in Pleasant, at Pleasanton High School. The parking lot. A young man that got in a horrible car wreck. Friends of yours? Yeah. Name's Brad Coker. is healing he is he is responsive now um, he's responsive he's not able to speak but he can answer questions by speaking and nodding nodding his head I haven't had a chance to talk to Brad probably still intubated up so anyway I'm going to be going I'm saying this for Sabrina um, to be able to uh, understand me we're going to be going to Pleasanton High School this evening going there they're having a prayer vigil I'm going to be there and join my voice in prayer with those who are praying for you uh, I know God can heal him God can bring him back 100% uh, I, I watched what happened with my brother and, and that tragically that tragic wreck that he had and uh, it was a long time of a process but God brought him back 100% uh, he's able to continue on with life and pray the same for this young man uh, most importantly pray that this young man is filled with the Holy Ghost as well continue to find a relation, his relationship with God uh, if it's already established it may be even grow that relationship fact that the community is turning and the family is turning their eyes towards Jesus is very, very comforting. And uh, when you'll understand that statement later when I'm preaching. Uh, Luke chapter 11, what's that? It does. It does. Luke chapter 11 verse 1 says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So in response to their request, Jesus began to teach them. And I do believe that this is something that we need to learn how to do, learn how to dig deeper. And uh, I, am, I have considered... I have not yet acted on this consideration, but I may end up buying some of the Verbal Boom prayer books and uh, and have those available for folks um, because that's it's a powerful book to learn on how how to pray. Um, it's a good it's an elder who he wasn't the greatest orator, but God used him in a mighty way. When he began to teach, he would teach, the, the book is actually, uh, somebody had sat down and listened to him teach, and they transcribed everything that he said. So when you read the book, just understand you're reading a transcription of what the man said. So some of the statements may not really make sense, um, because in some of the points, <clears throat> if you listen to the audio, I, I can even, that's free, but I can send the audio to everybody, it's just hard to listen, so if you're going to listen to it, you're going to have to have headphones on or be 
be in a quiet or area so that you can turn the volume all the way up. It's an old recording. And uh, it's, you know, how they used to take little tape recorders and set them in the middle of the room and record what was going on. That's what happened there. <coughs> a lot of static in it, you know. But uh, he had a lot of good things to say. But the reason I, I, I look to what he has to say is because not only did he have a lot of good things to say, but 90% of what he talked about wasn't from head knowledge. It was from his experience with God. And every time he would step into a church, he was an evangelist. He died, I think, in his early 50s in a car wreck. Um, but every time he'd walk into a church, he would spend the whole day praying in that church, just him and, him and God. And God would speak to him, and in that service, he would begin to prophesy he would begin to walk in the aisles praying for people they'd be filled with the holy ghost they would be healed they would be delivered look that's what prayer can do in our lives it, it, it allows us to tap into the source of the power that god wants to give to us and use us for i'm not talking about little gods here on earth but i'm talking those who can surrender themselves to god god can use us in a mighty way but we've got to somehow, some way, dig into what I'm talking about and learn about prayer. Amen. <clears throat> so there are many benefits of a consistent prayer life. And I started talking about this last week. One of those things being a prayer. Prayer is a place of spiritual growth and a place of spiritual development. If, if we want to grow... We're going to have to feed our spiritual man through prayer, okay? It's like you feed a young child. Right now, Carlos is, is drinking uh, breast milk. Next thing you're going to see, he's going to be eating baby food. And as, as he begins to develop his digestive system, he's going to be starting to eat mashed potatoes and, and, and all kinds of other things. And at some point in his life, he's going to be introduced to meat. He's going to be introduced to chicken. He's going to be introduced to all of these different things. And how we grow our spiritual man is going to be very much like growing a young child into a human being, into a, he's already a human being, into a grown-up and an adult um, is because <coughs> it is, is, there's a process there, right? You're going to start praying. Maybe your prayer isn't near as powerful as what you think other people's prayer is. But let me ask you something. Have you spent as much time in prayer as they have? Does it make sense? And so likely if, if you feel like, hey, they have more power in their prayer, likely it's because they have a longer time that they have spent developing that um, area of their life. You, you can make it to that place as well. You have to develop it. Amen. There is, there's no doubt in any of that, any of what you just said. It's, it's very simple. When you pray and you ask anything in my name, Jesus said, my Father will give it to you if you doubt not. I pray. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, God, I don't know if it's really your will. But God, I know you can do this. Without a beyond the shadow of a doubt, but I want to make sure it's right. 
you know what? If it's in the will of God, it's going to happen. If it's not, it's not going to happen. Because when you pray, you're praying and you're aligning yourself with him and his desires. I can promise you the closer that you get to God, the less you're going to worry about whether or not you have a house, whether or not you have a car to drive, whether or not you have clothes to wear. Because the more that you begin to draw close to God, God begins to take care of all those other things that we worry about on a daily basis. We just need to learn how to trust in him. He's looking to help us. We just have to ask. We just have to ask. When you understand who God is, there is a certain confident faith, like you just said, Brother Tuffy, that says, I don't care who I am, what I've done in the past. When I ask God, I believe he's going to take care of the situation, and boom, the situation is resolved. I had a young man, I, I don't even know the man's name, my father-in-law, I think, knew him, um, but he told this story often about a man who, who went to his pastor, and, and, and his pastor knew he had a situation that he needed help with, and he needed God to deal with, and and uh, the man told his pastor, he said, you know, <clears throat> I still, I, I can't fathom this mentality because for me, I want God, I want all of the, the issues out of my life so that I can focus on what God wants me to do for the kingdom of God. But this man told, told his pastor, he said, I'm not, I'm not going to pray and ask God to take this situation out. It was a minimal situation in his life, but yet... He had such faith that when he would pray, he told his pastor, he said, every time I pray for something, it's gone. It just goes away. And uh, he, he began uh, a few weeks later, he realized, I'm not dealing with that situation anymore. And he went to his pastor and he said, pastor, I didn't pray for that situation. And his pastor looked at him, he said, I guarantee you that you did you just don't know when you did because the scripture teaches us that the the Holy Ghost maketh intercession for us. And there are times when we're praying that we don't really know what we need to pray. But that's when the Holy Ghost steps in. If we can somehow get into the vein of where the Holy Ghost is flowing, the Holy Ghost takes over and you begin to speak in tongues. Sometimes while you're speaking tongues, God begins to, the subconscious of our mind God begins to work through that, and, and our, our, our mind begins to pray these things. I'm not trying to say this is all hocus pocus. I'm just telling you God knows what we need. And his pastor said, I believe that there was a time you were praying in the spirit and that you asked God in that moment. I believe it can work that way. But we've got to develop our relationship with God. I want, I want this church. I, I can't stress this enough. I want this church to walk in faith without doubting that God can do anything. And when we pray, when somebody comes into this church and they pray and they want God to touch your situation, I want us as we pray together for them and with them in the altars, where, wherever it may be, when we're at home praying for these folks, I want us to pray believing that God's going to do it and pray the prayer of faith and it will be done. We know these things. 
And I want somehow that I can, I can, as the pastor of this church, help grow our faith in such a way that when, when we see, if I walk over to somebody and I lay my hands on them, I want you to believe with me in that moment that God's going to step into that situation and take care of them and, and help whatever the situation may be. Sometimes some of these folks, I have no idea what they're dealing with. I'm just feeling led that I need to go pray for them. God, you know what's going on. And I know beyond the shadow of a doubt, Sister Rini, that when I lay my hands on them, God is going to work in that situation. And I, I, I am, I've asked God. I've seen God use me in this way many, a few times. And, and when I go to pray for somebody, God shows me what their situation is, and he shows me that he's delivered them from that situation. And I lay my hands on them, believing, and believe it or not, I've, I've had them come back and say, hey, you remember you prayed for me the other day? I said, yes. And they told me what the situation was and how that it was no longer a situation that they were dealing with. And it's not because of me, but it's because of God and how he works. We've got to operate in this fashion. I long, look, this whole, you remember how stirred up I was when the whole thing was happening in Asbury. And, and I'm thankful for what God did in that, in, 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 in that time frame. But here we are today. We're not hearing anything like that anymore, right? I, I told you that was going to happen. It was a fad. It was something that was going on right here, right now. But look, the real revival and the real things that God wants to do is going to come in the midst of a group of people who are constantly seeking his face. That involves our prayer life. It can't be just a here and there situation because God's not a here and there God. He's everywhere at the same time. And God wants to save lives all of the time, not just every once in a while. And I believe that God's going to use us as his children to work in that situation. Amen. Prayer is a place of preparation for our future. I read this verse last week. But Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all, my, all, all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We should always spend time in prayer submitting ourselves to the will of God for our lives. We should seek the Lord for direction and understanding to fulfill his will. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. And it is impossible to have true faith without a consistent prayer life. Prayer builds our faith. Romans 10 and 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is why I pray out loud. I want to hear my prayers going up to the Lord. Amen. We should pray. We should ask God to strengthen us and to prepare us for trials and, and temptations. That may be coming our way. Prayer nurtures and it increases our faith. In fact, God knows what you're going to face. This week, God knows already what's coming down the road. And your prayer life can help you when those things arrive on your doorstep. God can have already prepared your heart and your mind to deal with those situations once they arrive this week. Lay away prayer. Prayers for my future. Preparing my heart and my mind. 
We can only get what we need by seeking what we need, not what we want from God. Prayer must be more than just uttering words to our God, but we must enter into a spirit of prayer. We need to pray in the Holy Ghost like Jude said, because that's where my faith is built. If you need restoration in your heart and your mind, Prayer is where you're going to find it. Prayer is a place of restoration from the past. This is how we get over anxiety. This is how we get over oppression. Prayer is a time that you can take before God all of your failures and all of your shortcomings and ask him for forgiveness, and he'll help you with it. We've got to touch God, and we've got to be changed by his spirit. Prayer is a time of honest Confession during which you can find spiritual healing and renewal. Prayer is a time when you can make things in your life right with God. Amen. I need prayer in my life today more than I've ever had it in my life before. I had somebody tell me last night, he said, the older I get, the more that I'm talking to God. I understand what he was saying, but I'm wondering what would happen if we as, I, I, I'm not yet 40, what would happen if my age, my prayer life increased even more than what it is today? Derek, what would happen if your prayer life took form and became exactly the thing that drove you every single day as a young man, you're 20, 21? No telling where God could take you if you find a place with him every day and talk to him. If I look back over my life, there are times where I'm like, man, I wish I would have done things different. I wish I would have prayed more. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. It's famous saying is hindsight's always 2020. What am I going to do right now? What am I going to do with tomorrow? Am I going to grow from this point forward or I'm going, am I going to be satisfied staying where I'm at today just being thankful that I'm not what I used to be? I don't believe that's the will of God. I believe what the will of God is what Paul said. I press toward the mark of the high calling. God is always calling us to a higher place when we reach one level, he's ready to take us to the next level. Don't ever grow satisfied with where you're at in the things of God. Always press for more because he's got more. There is no glass ceiling in the kingdom of God. You can go higher. You can go higher. The highest you can get, I guess, if there is a glass ceiling, that's heaven. And I want to make it to heaven. But I want to sure take a lot of people with me if I can. I want to see them saved. Amen. Praise God. Well, it's a little early, but if I start in the next section, it's going to take me a while. <coughs> so we're going we're gonna to stop here. Amen. Let's work on our prayer life this week. What do you say? What do you say about it? Amen. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Let's, let's pray. Let's seek the face of God this morning. And, uh, Let's let him have his way.
love you guys. Thanks for your time and your prayers.